Hello, and welcome to the series Making Stewardship a Way of Life. This is episode four, titled Faith, Vocations, and the Earth. Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of St. Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the Director of Communications and Stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program at St. Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years. The program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace, and practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. As we continue with our stewardship themes, and we talked about last time of time, talent, and treasure, there are three other areas of commitment that are important for people to consider. They are faith, vocation, and earth. In commitment of faith, what we're asking people to do is to know your faith, live your faith, and share your faith. Now, when you go into a bigger program that might be in a parish, you'll find out those are the three goals that could be part of goals and objectives in a parish. But knowing one's faith means that you have to somehow live it out. And stewardship spirituality, again, is practices. How do you do this? And so when we ask people to make a commitment of faith, we ask them to participate in things that will happen in the parish that would help grow their faith. Some of the commitments might mean to read the archbishop's letter in the weekly diocesan paper. It might be the pastor's letter in the bulletin. It might be other spiritual articles. It might be to attend one of the classes that are being offered in the parish. So when we do stewardship of faith, we also ask ourselves, especially to parents, that are they teaching that faith onto their children? Are they taking that responsibility to be the first teacher of the faith to their children? Now, as you continue to do faith, it's important to remember that this is the real treasure that we talk about. The faith that we have has been handed down unbroken in a chain all the way to us. And the way people 300 years from now will get the faith that we have is if we faithfully transmit that faith to the next generation. So as a treasure that is placed in our care, we truly are stewards of what it is that we believe. This is what we call sacred tradition. And in stewardship spirituality, it's our opportunity to really look at our faith as a great treasure, that this is the treasure that is more valuable than the treasure that we have in dollars and cents. Now, as we take serious this idea of faith, we move into stewardship of vocation. Now, some people say, well, that's odd. Why are we doing stewardship of vocation as stewardship? Well, if you look at any business or any operation, you have a human resources department. So we don't just talk about the resources of the earth. We talk about the resources of any organization, especially within our church. And the human resources that we have that are very valuable to us are our leadership and those that will be in consecrated life. These are priests, brothers, sisters, and permanent deacons. The way that we would look at taking care of this very important 
treasure within our church is to promote vocations as a way of life. Now, what we've learned to do is use the called-by-name process. The called-by-name process is uh, something that Sarah uh, Organization for Vocations has developed. And what we do is we do it year after year, and as young men and women get identified, this might be the third time that they are nominated. And when they hear that, they realize, wow, other people think that I have a vocation? What we do for stewardship of vocation is that we take a a commitment card, put it in the pews, and ask people to nominate young men and women that they think have a vocation or have those qualities that you would like to see in a future brother, sister, or priest, or a deacon. These are young men and women that could literally go off to the seminary or go to formation right now. Now, the other extremes are we have sometimes children named and sometimes we have uh, uh, older men that might be identified, some older women that might go to a convent. But your target is really sort of those people that could go right now and respond to the call. And when you do this week in, or year in and year out, and that letter comes to a young man or woman, you don't know the impact it might have. I know that there are many young people that have responded to that call and are now priests, brothers, and sisters because of that letter that was sent to them. But in a bigger picture, what stewardship of vocation really needs to be balanced with is the appreciation for clergy. Social media has made clergy into evil people, uh, you know, like we're perverted or corrupt or thieves or weird, and we have to reclaim that. So paired up with stewardship of vocation and asking for vocations is to also have uh, the clergy and religious appreciation. And when we have clergy and religious appreciation, it's not the, uh, a way to get gifts from the parishioners. What I'm really hoping for is that we revive that practice that's called a spiritual bouquet. A spiritual bouquet is where you ask people to say prayers for you. And they'll put it together like a bouquet of flowers. And each flower or each petal or each leaf is a prayer that you prayed for that priest, brother, sister, or deacon. And it's uh, very beautiful to see when children do this because then they see their parents showing respect to clergy. And then children know in their own mind, this is a respected way of life. This is the kind of thing that they know that their parents would honor and respect because they watch their parents showing honor and respect to clergy. It's important to know that it's everybody's job to do this, not just the pastor in your parish. And when everybody takes on this responsibility, then they too become those active stewards in taking care of those vocations that they appreciate. Then clergy appreciation uh, makes sense. By putting those two together, then the whole community is responsible for a vocation to the church. Now, as I mentioned, in human resources, we also have natural resources. And so stewardship of the earth is that uh, the sixth commitment that we ask people to do. Now, secularly, we have uh, April 22nd as Earth Day, and we'd like to try to have a more spiritual and religious understanding of the earth as a gift to humanity. Pope Francis has just put out a very important document 
on the stewardship of the earth. And in the spirit of St. Francis, we talk about Brother Sun and Sister Moon. As we look at the earth, it's important to remember that the resources need to be taken care of, and we can't steal a future generation's resources and use them for our own. We cannot just destroy creation. We have to do what we can to replenish and renew the resources that are available. And when we do that, we become a good steward of the earth. Clean air and clean skies, clean water, those are all our personal responsibility. And one of the ways that we ask people to do this is at a commitment, particularly at a school mass, where children will make a commitment of recycling of being not wasteful with electricity and with uh, heat and, uh, and air conditioning, all of those kind of things that teach them not to be wasteful. Wasting natural resources is not that of a good steward. One of the questions that we often get is, Father Andrew, how important is it for me to teach my children about the stewardship of time, talent, and treasure? Well, as you know, it's time, talent, treasure, earth, faith, and vocation. And it's important that when we teach children about stewardship, a lot of them think it's about money. And so children are often involved in fundraisers and all kinds of selling of candy bars and wrapping paper and and flower bulbs and every kind of thing. And all you do is turn them into little salesmen. What we've learned to do is establish a children's charity account. And when we do this, we get rid of all those fundraisers. And now the children give directly at Mass. And the amount of money that you would spend for flour and eggs and sugar and make cookies, and then you sell the cookies, the amount of money that you get back is very small in comparison to the entire amount of money you spent on buying a product. Most of that money goes to the vendor, not to the charity. When you give that same amount of money to your children and let them then give it in children's charity, you have far more and larger amounts of money to help charity. All of it goes to charity. And then children learn to be charitable and generous because we know that children really do care about the poor. And by helping children be formed, parents take on that responsibility of their faith. They become the first teachers of the faith to their children. We know that when we do stewardship uh, spirituality, it comes together as time, talent, treasure, faith, vocation, and earth. As we pull those all together, it's important to remember that commitments are the kind of things that are made to God directly. Then the church is that place that that commitment is then put together and then is organized for the benefit and for the service of the community. Each person then not only knows that they are pleasing God by what they give, that they also are helping the parish community in which they are involved. Thank you, Father Andrew. You've been listening to the series Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 4, with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council 
at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. Please join us for Episode 5 of Making Stewardship a Way of Life.